This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time now to go beyond the headlines. And for the next two hours, go where every sports fan wants to go. Behind the scenes and into the practice facilities, locker rooms, coaches' offices, and press boxes to get the info before anyone else. This is the ESPN 1320 Insiders. What basketball game? Was there basketball on last night? Nothing to see here, Kyle. I don't think there was any basketball on last night. Move along, please. There was a boxing match in Phoenix. You talk about that. <laughs> Nothing to see here, Kyle. <laughs> uh, tough one for the Kings last night, and unfortunately we got to talk about it because losing on a back-to-back in the middle of December, early to mid-December, not the end of the world, but when getting smoked on back-to-backs is now officially a trend, like once is acceptable, two is shaky three times we're at a full-blown issue panic yeah it's a panic mode yeah like we have to trade everyone now because they lost on their third straight back to back yeah what do you think they can get for De'Aaron I don't know but if you go you go on 15 (laughs) on back to backs you're in trouble I don't think I don't think they're gonna go 0 and 15 on back to backs but it's just it's I don't I don't I this is the this is the this is the problem with the Kings for me. Is yesterday we come out of that uh, of their game. Let's see, yesterday was Tuesday, so we come out of their game Monday. Yep. And we're like, I came on this show and I said this could be the best team in the West, dude. When you get Keegan Murray playing like that, and you get high level games from Sabonis and Fox, and Malik Monk does what he's doing off the bench, you don't need a ton from everybody else. The contributions need to be pretty minimal. But the reason they're not there yet is because of, not last night in a vacuum, but last night piled on every time we've seen this team on a back-to-back. And it's just like that consistency of they're playing at a really high level, night in and night out. It's just not there yet. You know, Kyle, the thing that really concerns me, the back-to-back thing, yeah, whatever, okay? Like, everyone has to play back-to-backs, right? Right, the Clippers were on a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so it's not an excuse. And in I don't know that the team is using it as an excuse, but they sure don't look like they're in great shape. That's my first thing. Like if you can't play on the second night of a back to back, it it kind of appears that there is a a limitation on you physically. Mm. Like there is something going on where you're not prepared walking into that game. Mm-hmm. And I know that you know, they've got the scout done. They, they've done the scouting report. Mm-hmm. I know that they know who they're facing, but they're not ready to play. And that is a huge problem. And my biggest issue, Kyle, so far this season, you know, the Kings are what? They're up to nine losses, right? Mm-hmm. Six of them are bad, horrible, losses. no good, yeah. embarrassment losses. Yeah. 
Last night, of them. Last night classifies as a bad loss for me. Losing by a lot isn't always a bad loss. Last night was a bad loss. Yeah. And every back-to-back that goes this way from now on is going to be a bad loss. But losing to Houston twice, embarrassing. That's tough. Right? So I, I'll write off a couple of losses. So the the Clippers loss the first time mm-hmm. where they're on the second night of a back-to-back, but the first night was this emotional come-from-behind end-season tournament win. A, we right? talked a lot going into that game about like, yo, tough spot. Yo, they're going. They're going to lose two nights. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. like premonition. Like uh, we don't need Johnny Carson here to do like the great Schwami. <laughs> like they are going to lose tonight, right? Yeah. But um, it, I don't understand the two losses to Houston, um, the two losses to New Orleans. Like these are bad looks mm-hmm. where you don't compete. That's a problem, Kyle. The, yeah. the compete level is a problem where you see one player look like they're in it Mm -hmm. and the other four guys on the court look like they don't know what's happening. I I don't know what to say. To me, the biggest concern was how quickly they let go of the rope. I know we use, we use that phrase a lot on this show, but they, they're, you know, they're hanging in there. It's back and forth to open a game. Every basketball game is, and they're down eight at the end of the first. And then they just lose the second quarter by 14 points. And it was never, it wasn't like the Clippers went on a big run at the end of the quarter and stretched out. Like, no, they just, they just dominated the second quarter. And it's, it, it legitimately looks like they just punted. Like they know like, oh, back to back, whatever. We're not, guess shots just aren't falling tonight. And that can't be, that can't be the case. Every time the shots aren't falling, it can't just be like, well, guess we're not winning tonight. Kyle, can't be who the soul of your team is. A thousand percent. That's a that's a problem. Yeah. It can't be who who your team is. We'll dive into that a, a little bit more as as we go on with with the show today. While the Kings were getting uh, blown out by the Clippers, and again, we'll dive into that plenty. Mm-hmm. I got it. We got. I'm. Um, I don't. <laughs> we have to talk about Draymond Green again. That's unfortunate because Draymond Green got ejected again. If you can believe that, and if you if you missed it, he. Open hand slapped Yusuf Nurkic, full wind up, smacked him in the face while trying to quote unquote draw a foul. And we'll hear from from Draymond Green and Yusuf Nurkic here in a second. But I don't, I, I just don't, I don't want to have the, man, Draymond Green sure sucks, doesn't he? Discussion because it's just not even a debate anymore. Yeah. Like it's not, it, there's nothing compelling about it. There wasn't anything compelling about the Rudy Gobert choke either. But you still saw, I had friends who were Warriors fans who were like, oh, he was just trying to get his get Gobert off his teammate. That's a good teammate. Blah, 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 blah. Last night's indefensible. The choke was indefensible, frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the stomp? Indefensible. Indefensible. Kicking someone in the crotch? Indefensible. Right. Okay. Now we're going back seven years. Like, like it's, <sighs> We're almost at a decade of this. And it, it, I don't. And again, that's why. That's why to me, it's not. It's not a discussion about like, oh, hey, what did he mean to? Did he not? Like, of course he did. Dude, of course he did. You know what he looked like outside the tire store. That the, f- <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the wavy hand thing. Yeah, like that's what he looked like. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, like you know that if you hit anyone above the shoulders with a with a hand open closed, it doesn't matter. Right. You're done. Yeah. It, and now, it, dude, question. he is done for a long time. Like, I, the NBA has got to be done. They've got to be so over the top, sick and tired of his 
antics. At least he apologized in this one, but the antics are just an embarrassment, man. So here's my here's my take on the whole apology thing and the fact that so if you didn't see the play, he hits Yusuf Nurkic, he has his back to Nurkic, and he's kind of flailing like he's trying to draw a foul, and then he just turns around and whacks him. Smacks him right in the face. Right upside the head. Like, not grazed him, not, oh, he got him on the shoulder and then up to the head. No, I mean, full-blown blow to the temple. Okay. Full-blown, like you're Turns- watching YouTube and you see some video of some lady getting sm- smacking some dude right inside the and the guy falls to the ground. Yes. Like, one of those. Goes down. Like, not a flop, ooh. not an embellishment. He got n- knocked down, Yusuf Nurkic did. Yes. A play that the NBA is undoubtedly going to take and show refs and be like, here's a flagrant two. Like, here's a perfect example of what an F2 is, <laughs> this. And the fact that Draymond turns to the ref, he goes, he was grabbing me, I'm try- he's pulling my hip, and I'm trying, okay? They call, they go to review it, flagrant two, gone, he just jogs the locker room. And then here's what here's what he said after the game, and I have I have something to, to say on, on all this. Here's what Draymond Green said. Uh, he was pulling my hip, and I was swinging away to sell the call, made contact with him. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, because I didn't intend to hit him. I sell calls with my arms. I don't fall or to sell the call. I don't, I'm not a flopper. So I was just selling the call because he was grabbing me and pulling my hip back. So I spun away and unfortunately I hit him. And so like I said, I apologize to you, sir, because I didn't intend to hit him. You said that Draymond Green, and that, that sound is via Anthony Slater of The Athletic, you said that Draymond Green is going to be suspended for a long time. On our rundown, right here, this piece of paper that I yes. have. Yes. You have 10 games, okay? 10 minimum. Minimum. And the reason Draymond Green just jogged off the court, and the reason that Draymond Green is in his post-game presser saying, I didn't mean to do it, you know, I, 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 I he didn't say stand on business, but I stand on business, I don't apologize for, for things I mean, I didn't mean to do that, I'm sorry to him. That's because after he choked out Rudy Gobert, he probably had a talk with Adam Silver where Adam Silver was like, bro, none of the, like, you've shown no remorse for anything. You never apologize. You never hold yourself accountable. You don't do anything along those lines. So here's five games. And if you do this again, it's going to be way more. If we're suspending John Morant 25 games for being an idiot, you're getting the same. And that's why Draymond does not feel remorse for this. He was not trying to draw a foul. He was he flailed his arm and hit a guy. Yeah. On purpose. Like a hundred percent. That's what he was trying to do. It's not even like being an enforcer, being a tough guy. It's just being like a bad dude. Yeah. That's that, what it comes down to. Just like play basketball, man. That you're good at basketball. Mm-hmm. You you're probably a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But he's entering this phase, though, where all of this accumulation of trash Mm -hmm. could drag down his potential candidacy. A thousand percent. And, you know, like a a guy like Dennis Rodman dealt with it. But I think the difference is we all knew anyone who watched or talked to Dennis Rodman knew that there was a mental health situation. Mm -hmm. That's not the problem. This is a dude who refuses to be accountable, even if he apologizes, he refuses to be accountable for his actions on the court, and it's time for him to not be able to play anymore, and to, if, to get pushed out to the side. If you are, if that's him trying to draw a foul, because he said in that clip we just played, he said, I was trying to draw, embellish the call, I was trying to, I wasn't trying to flop, I don't flop, I don't fall down to sell a call, I was trying to sell the call, 
if you cannot same thing he said about about kicking Stephen Adams in the in the gonads oh, yeah. d- seven years ago now. It's almost eight years ago now. It was mm. 2016, March, April of 2016, May of 2016, whatever it was. Three and a half years ago. Seven and a half years ago. Math. But <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but it I, I said the same thing then. If you can't control your limbs at that level, if you if you if your idea of trying to sell a call it results in you turning around and open hand smacking somebody in the face because you can't control your limbs, then uh, you're probably a dangerous player. Like that's what NBA players all the time talk about, like why they don't like playing pickup with randos because randos try super hard and they don't know how to control their bodies. And now they're diving at knees and they're doing that's this. That's yes. what this is. It would almost be better if he's like, yeah, he was making me mad. And so I hit him. It's like, no, oh, well, don't love it. But you know, but I was trying to sell. A con- you weren't. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah. I just, it's indefensible. It 10 games bare minimum. And the big picture zooming out from the Draymond Green thing is if there was any worry that the Warriors were going to be a threat to anybody in the West, it's gone. Because it's very clear that, hey, they need Draymond Green defensively for what he does for them offensively, setting them up and getting them into what they want to do with the drive and kick and the screens he's setting for Curry and the pick and roll, all that. That's gone. That's off the floor. They don't have anybody who can replace that, at least adequately. Nope. They're in trouble, so, man. Any worry about, oh, I'm not going to count the Warriors out. You can count them out. Just do that. And if we get to April and all of a sudden they're five games over and they're making a run, okay, then let's talk then. But until then, uh, the Warriors are not an issue for for anybody in the West. All right. Here's what we're going to do today. 11 o'clock is when we're giving away a PS5. 11 o'clock on the dot. On the dot. 916-909-1320, that's the phone number. That's when you want to dial in, 11 o'clock, to win a PS5, a copy of NBA 2K24, and an insider's hoodie that you can see at youtube.com slash ESPN1320 and twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. James is wearing that hoodie today. You will also win that in either red, blue, or black, whatever size and whatever color you want. We'll have that for you. All right, 11 o'clock, 916-909-1320. If you've got something to say about the Kings' loss last night, if you've got something to say about Draymond Green, you can also give us a buzz at that number. Six quick thoughts with James Ham coming up next on last night's Kings game. we got to talk about it. I'm really sorry, everybody, but we got to get into it right here on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to the Insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Six quick thoughts. Oh, from the no. Kings loss of their, I know, man. We got to get to them. 119.99 was your final last night from the StaplesCenter.Crypto.Arena.com. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, just a... Uh, not a great, Not a great night. Okay. Not a great night when you lose by 20 and you won the fourth quarter by nine. Yeah, I mean, that should have been a 40-point blowout. <sighs> I, I, and to be honest, I thought it was going to be. And, like, Kyle, there are a lot of things to dive into. You, let, let's hit six. Yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's dig in here. Oh. Number one, no compete. Like, there wasn't any competitive fire. Like, I was, sh- I was stunned. Like, they got, they got hit. They took a, a shot to the jaw, and they were down. Like, over. hey, I, I don't even need an aid count. I'm just going to lay here. Yeah, that's that's kind of the theme Yeah, from from this year with all these games, it feels like. Just yeah. who's, there's just no – no. I hate, I'm not going to call a team soft. That's crazy. But there's just no, like, dog. There's no, there's no, hey, we're down eight. Let's dig deep and go. Like, there's just – they just kind of rolled over last night. That, yeah, that yeah. Stinks. So uh, the first quick thought, both the Kings and the Clippers played Monday night, so take the second game back-to-back, excuse off the table. One team came ready to play, the other didn't. Six of the ni- uh, the Kings' nine losses this season have been by double figures. Not great. It's bizarre. Let, let, again, I, I want the context here to, to not get lost. It's December 13th. This is not the season's over. No, this isn't the sky is falling. The Kings are 13-9. and nine. Yeah, they're 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 fine. Yes, but <laughs> this feels like a trend that th- is definitely a little bit concerning. Oh, it's definitely concerning. Yeah, the trend of just of just getting thumped. Yeah, by teams and and showing that you don't on certain mm-hmm. nights you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. That's not who this team was last year. They were resilient. I will say, I will say that I gave them till a couple minutes to go in the fourth last night before I started doing other stuff and like getting ready for bed. Oh no, I didn't. I, I gave him. <laughs> I get because just it. That's what's kind of fun about this team is they have enough guys that can get hot for a quarter that they could turn a thirty point game into something interesting really quick. Yeah, yeah. So I just I gave him till like I think nine minutes to go in the third, and then I was like, all right. Yeah, See you guys. <laughs> uh, that's we're I, done for tonight. Well, that's what I wanted to do, but that's not my job. So. My job is to stick it out until the end, unfortunately. You do that so we don't have to. Everybody subscribe to That's the right. King's Beat today. That's right. Okay, let's get to number two. Uh, vanished. Kaput! Uh, have you ever seen The Vanishing? Uh, with, God, no. 
I think it's uh, Jeff Bridges and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, I'm in though. That Na- sounds great. Nancy Travis and I think a young Sandra Bullock as well. I am. Those are you just named three of my twelve favorite actors. So. I don't know how I just like all of those things popped into my head at one time. Why would they not? But The Vanishing is a great film. It's uh, from probably early 1990s, and uh, it's about a, a guy whose girl uh, girlfriend gets kidnapped. Um, she so, vanishes. Uh, yes. And oh, then, that's and so he spends, Got it. Okay. he spends years searching for his girlfriend. He ends up having another girlfriend and then things go wrong again. Dang. Uh, I mean, that's a good so, elevator. So pitch. basically, uh, Kevin Herter and Harrison Barnes are the vanishing. They, they literally are, they just disappeared. Uh, Kevin Herter missed his shots. He finished three points on one of eight from the field. Oof. Harrison Barnes didn't even register. Like he had two points on one of three th- shooting. Like 40% of your starting lineup scored five points combined. They just did not show up. Where is that moment where Harrison Barnes looks up at the scoreboard and says, oh no, here we are again, and attacks the rim and goes and gets to the foul line? It's something that we're so used to seeing in past years. Just like, all right, I'm good, checked out. and, And two players that need that, two players that we have talked about ad nauseum since the preseason that's a spot where hey you know what nobody's shooting it well team's down 14 midway through the second quarter i'm gonna go get a bucket i'm gonna be the guy tonight if nothing else get yourself right for the next game figure it out and that's something that i i don't i don't understand what's happening i don't i don't love it let's get to number three okay number three fresh off a 24 point game against the nets keegan murray was aggressive aggressive on both ends of the court Unlike Monday's win, three-point shots uh, weren't falling, but he still finished with 17 points and added seven rebounds. His effort stood out, and 100%. that's because his effort stood out against a bunch of guys that did not give the effort that they should have been given. Yep. It felt it felt in the early part of that game, he got a couple of steals. He had a, he had a little mid-range jumper, just really active defensively. He's showing it, man. Yeah, you see mm. you see him getting you see him going and getting a rebound, I, I, and and. Um, putting a shot back after grabbing the rebound. Like, it's just like, yes, there's there's Keegan. And it feels like you start to see that kind of, that leap that we're expecting him to make. Yep. It's like you cut, you you saw what it could be Come on, a couple fella. nights ago. And Come last on. night, last night, legitimately, <laughs> through the first part of that game, I'm like, hey, he might by himself just keep them around in this game. And that's where we could really talk leap for Keegan Murray. And he, he didn't quite do that because, like you said, the three-point shots didn't fall. But he was really good. He was really good. Yeah. Overall, overall, a encouraging performance from him. I totally agree. Uh, double double. Sabonis brought some fight, but like most of his teammates, he was running in mud. Uh, he finished with 15 points, 10 rebounds, just shot three assists in 26 minutes. He's out in the fourth quarter with the game out of control. I'm glad he sat. Uh, like there came a point where like like get this guy some rest, get De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox some rest, like because you guys clearly don't have it tonight. There were there were a couple of times where you saw him try to get going on offense a little bit. There was a play early, I can't remember if it was early second quarter or late first, where Kevin Herter got a steal like near the baseline and threw it in bounds. And Domas is like clapping for the ball, like, let's go, we got to go. Yeah. And you see him going up the floor. You saw him driving, being a little more aggressive, uh, putting the ball on the deck and going and trying to score last night. And he did, he missed a couple of shots at the rim. Um, but I liked that he was uh, like realized that, hey, shots aren't falling. I got to go try and get mine. And they didn't necessarily fall for him either, but I appreciate the aggressiveness. On, on I offense. did too. I, like, I didn't think he was horrible. Uh, no, no. Yeah. And uh, uh, let's get to number five. 
Yeah. The turnover bug has hit De'Aaron Fox. Um, he hit some threes early. When they stopped falling, um, things kind of spun out of control. He finished with 14 points, dished out three assists, and grabbed three rebounds in 25 minutes. Uh, we talked, we praised him because there was that point where he didn't have any, he had four was the most turnovers he'd had in a game all season. Mm-hmm. Since that point, I think he turned the ball over six times, two times, three times, and now four times Oof. in the last four games. And so if we're going to praise him for doing something great, uh, when it shifts and he does the same thing, but flips it on its head and does the wrong thing, um, got to bring it up. I thought they were a little lackadaisical to ball handling, especially it, around Kawhi Leonard, who's one of the game's great defenders, like historically. And uh, I thought, you know, the the outlet passes he kept throwing where James Harden kept running by and stealing him. Like it was, if, if you can't see James Harden on the court, I don't know, like maybe you need your eyes checked. Yeah. Like they're it's, super it, tall it, guys. And that, then there's a guy that literally has like a two foot long beard and usually is slightly overweight, like running. Like if you can't tell where James Harden is on the court, he's not even fast. Two foot long beard. He's slightly overweight. Looks like he enjoys craft beers. He's right there. He's right there. Craft <laughs> beers. I mean, he literally is sitting there, like you know. It was. It was. It was insane. How many passes were easily picked off? Last Just night? easy. Oh, I, that's easy money. I'm gonna go take that. Really frustrating. Yeah. Right, la- so, last one. Last one. Uh, taking advantage of an opportunity and a blowout loss or a few minutes where guys on the bench that usually don't get to any action do something. Yep. Despite multiple players uh, getting an opportunity, only Sasha Vizinkov, I thought, gained any traction. Maybe Kessler Edwards, but that was one of those games where you're like, okay, Davion, go out there and do something. Go show. Go show me something. Jalen mm-hmm. Lawson, show me something. Jordan Ford, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. Zilch. No. Like, I thought as a team, something was off. They didn't, they weren't ready as a an entire collective group of of basketball players, they were not ready to compete. Kind of felt like they. I don't. I don't think this is the case, but it definitely had a got into L.A. last night and then had a great time in L.A. before our game. Okay, but I, I just. I, like, but I don't think. But again, that would have meant they're getting into L.A. at what, like midnight, a little after midnight. I don't think that happened. Well, and that didn't. <laughs> yeah, because even like I was there at the arena. Like until after eleven on Monday night, mm-hmm. there were still players there. The team plane was like all of the stuff to going on the team plane Jesus. was still in the tunnel. Oh yeah. So like yeah, they didn't get into LA until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and I, I know like Demona said, hey, we need to get our rest tonight. That's one thing we need to do. Yeah. Everyone needs to get their rest. I, I don't know what happened. Weird. Just a yeah. weird game. Yeah. All right. We'll tell you next who the Jiffy Lube fast break player of the game is. That's right. Jiffy Lube's not just giving away a PS5. And a copy of NBA 2K24 and an insider hoodie, an exclusive insider hoodie for this giveaway. Mm. Uh, they are also giving away a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate after every single game. We'll tell you who the player of the game was and how you can enter. And we will also discuss this Kings back to back issue. Yeah. Because it feels like a little bit of a problem. It does. And we'll talk about what it is on the other side. That's James. I'm Kyle. We're sponsored by Jiffy Lube here on ESPN 1320. That's a maximum you cannot play. I mean, could you imagine that? Like, Kyle, you could not show up 17 days in the next six months and still retain your job here. Just not ready. Sorry. I can't go. I got some news about my vacation schedule. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no, Kyle.
<laughs> it's definitely not 17 days in the next six months. That'd be nuts. That's right. Yeah. So code word Kawhi at ESPN1320.com. Click that Jiffy Lube logo. Our friends at Jiffy Lube are giving away a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate after every single Kings game this year. We will name a player of the game. That player's name will be the code word. Sometimes first name, sometimes last name, sometimes nickname. Mm. That'll be the code word. You enter that, and you are entered to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate. Excellent. Jiffy Lube's also doing the one doing the PS5 giveaway. It's Jiffy They're Lube Christmas. It Christmas man. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Do you think Santa gets his gets his sleigh tuned up at Jiffy Lube? I think so. Probably. The Jiffy Lube North Pole location? It's possible that... It's a that, bustling location. That Jiffy Lube gives him a free $100 gift certificate because he gives back so much. That would that would make sense. Uh, Either Santa. that or he's just... He's a big insider's listener and he's like, what's the code word Kawhi? Santa Claus. Honey, you've got to enter. The winner today... Elves, stop making toys. Is Santa Claus. They're like, <laughs> whoa, we had... We had 32,000 entries today. <laughs> Santa. All of them from the North Pole. Santa, you what? can't win again. <laughs> Why did Vixen win? This is for <laughs> Vixen is our winner today. We're like, wait, what? That's wild. Every day, uh, a new uh, reindeer wins a, Giffy, a Jiffy Lube one hundred dollar gift card <laughs> gift certificate. And you can do the same. Beat out a reindeer. Keegan Murray, to- watch. Am I too late for the PS Five? Come on, man. Like. No, bro, you're Stick too early. 916-909-1320 at 11 o'clock. At 11 o'clock. But right now, we got somebody on. 1320, what's your name? Yo, what's good, Ham and Carlos? Leezy. Leezy, what's going on, baby? Yo, what's going on, man? Hey, I just want to talk about the game last night. Please. Um, yeah. Hey, I know it's easy to pile on Harrison Barnes. So I'm going to pile on Harrison Barnes. Out of babe. No. Yeah, bro. In his Kings career, he's averaged 15 points. This year is his lowest at 11. Uh, right now, I just feel with the Kings, it's all about consistency. And obviously, we're not, we're not getting any, any consistency, consistency, if I could talk, from the players. From Barnes to Davion, it's been a struggle all around for the team. I understand that Barnes is a great locker room guy. Everyone loves him in the community. He's not, not a bad person. But on the court, he's not living up to his contract. I know there's a lot of moves that can be made out there, but I think this is the year. Kings should really look to improve on the wing. I think it's about time, but that's all I wanted to say. Lazy, my man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I think that's the kind of logical move, but again, he can't be traded till December 29th, and you have to make sure you're improving at that spot. Yeah. You can't, can't, just, be, you he, can't just punt Harrison Barnes for random guy. That and Harrison Barnes is still a reasonably effective player on most nights. Not every night, and some nights this season he has not been effective at all. But there are also nights this season, I, like two games in particular, where I can remember De'Aaron Fox not being effective at all. And that's like certain players have more bad nights than others. I don't want to make excuses for Harrison, though. Like you have a game like that and like – you have to step up. There's a moment in that game where you could have stepped up and maybe been the difference between that, your team letting go of the rope and, and getting just run over and your team competing. Yeah. Didn't do it. That's Right. You'd expect your 30-year-old veteran to be that guy. Yeah. There, there's always a moment where you can feel the game slipping away and someone has to step up and you're the veteran guy. They paid you a, a lot of money to be the veteran guy to stabilize the team when those things happen. And 
you just you weren't able to do it. I do think Lizzie hit the nail on the head though. Like wing depth is what the Kings need. Like okay. that is for the last is, three years. Right. That is the thing. Every game in and game out. No matter whether they're losing to the Pelicans or they're randomly losing to the Rockets or they're struggling against Golden State or whatever whatever it is, to me it all comes back to man, they need like one more really good wing. You know, and you're you're not replacing Keegan and you're not replacing you're, you're probably not replacing Kevin Herter. And that's that's why it's not I don't think it's piling on Harrison Barnes. It's hey, trying to make this a championship roster means improving it somewhere and when you look at the weak link in the starting lineup that's just kind of it yeah it's not that he stinks can i tell you something kind of crazy though he's averaging 11.4 this is harrison 11.4 per game on 47.2 from the field and 38 percent from three if you remove the season opener (laughs) where he went 11 of 16 5 of 7 and scored 33 points he's at 10.3 points and he's shooting 45.1% from the field instead of 47.2 and 35.5% from three instead of 38. Hmm. That is yeah. crazy. That one game could mean so much. That, right. Yeah. If he was out, like, we look now and we go, man, he's 11.5, 38% from three, 47% from the field. That's not bad. But if we went, hey, he's at 10 points a game, 35% from three, and 45% from the field, like, that sounds way worse. Yeah. That sounds significantly worse. I think the problem that, again, that we have from last night's game is that you you kind of watch like a, a motor that was firing on, on yeah. uh, that was missing. Like, and it was missing two cylinders last night. You're like, yeah. you could hear like, dunk, 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 dunk. That, that's, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I'm just saying, you could hear, you could see it. Like, hey, like Fox and Sabonis weren't having great games, but they also weren't bad. Fox mm-hmm. came out firing. Mm-hmm. Sabonis puts up a double-double in 26 minutes. And Keegan Murray, like, sitting there fighting. Murray's fine. But you can't have this moment where, like, the other guys aren't firing. And then when you bring in guys to replace those guys, that they aren't firing as well. And, you know, whether it was Malik Monk, whether it was Trey Lyles, like, whoever you brought in, Keon Ellis, like, they they weren't having the same same impact that you expected. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I want to make clear here. They didn't get blown out because of Harrison Barnes. Like no. <laughs> it's not the, that that's not what we're trying to say. No. This is zooming out from last night and kind of looking big picture. Last night is just a little bit of a microcosm. It's like, man, if they had if even if Harrison was just a little better last night, like you did, maybe it sparked something, but uh he's not definitely not their fault. Yep. They're definitely not his fault. 916-909-1320 if you want to talk about the Kings loss to the Clippers last night. 1320, what's your name? The other Hi, this is Sam. Better. How you doing? Hey, Sam, can you turn off your radio for me? I got it off, I hope. Appreciate it. What do you want to say, bud? Hey, is there any? God dang it. Is there any? Nope, he's gone. Wow. That's fine. You can try back. Yeah. Just turn your radio off, Sam, and then call back in. We appreciate your enthusiasm. Uh, 1320, what's your name? Actually, keep it up on the second night of a back-to-back with how they go up and down the court. I'm sorry, can you say that again? We We weren't at you yet. Sorry, you got me now? Yeah, what's your name? This is Nate. Nate, what do you want to say, bud? Nate in the chat. <laughs> yeah, what's going on, man? Just curious, do you think that our style of play is sustainable on the second night of a back-to-back, or is there some kind of adjustment that you think Coach Brown can make? Hmm. Huh. Thanks, Nate. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say this. I can answer that, Kyle. Um, last season, they had a much faster pace, and it was sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't... Because you're playing defense harder, 
doesn't mean that you you get blown out on the second night of a back-to-back. Like, this can't be like we search for, like, excuses. Like, there are reasons for things, but right now I keep coming up with only excuses as to why the Kings yeah, would the, lose, like, get clubbed three times on the second night of a back-to-back. And I get, I get what someone's saying, but... Yeah, the playing style is not it, though. No. It, it's just not... I, I don't... And if... If that's the case, then they're doing something wrong, whether it's with their playing style or with the way uh, they're approaching their offseason. But if you're going to play at this pace and it means you're going to lose every back-to-back, I don't I don't love that. And to me, it's not even that they look tired. It's that they, like you said, it was the lack of competing. Mm-hmm. There was just, it, it looked like they punted way too early, and that to me has nothing to do with playing style. All right, Sam, you've got uh, one more shot at this. No cheese, nothing else. Sam. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, he's gone. Sorry. Sam was ordering. 0 for 2. 0 for 2, bro. <laughs> no, you can't. Like, I, I, no, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that he's listening. I appreciate that he call, he's calling in. But if you're going to be in a drive, don't call in. Like, just wait. It's okay. We're going to be here. We're here till noon. We're around. Phone lines are open. <laughs> It's fine. Just turn your radio off. And I was that's waiting a, that's for one the, of the pitfalls. And then <laughs> that's one of the pitfalls. No, and of then. Like, typically in a in a normal setup, you have somebody who can screen a call, and they'd be able to tell Sam, like, bro, finish ordering your coffee or your lunch or your breakfast or whatever you're ordering, and and then call back. But here, like, we're doing it live. I love it. I love it, Kyle. I'm not even dumping these. Like everybody's just hearing this. I love it because Kyle, you you don't you take you don't take it from anybody. You're like, no, no. No, you gotta. No, we're not gonna sit here and wait for somebody else to figure it out. It's our show. As as we develop our chemistry and our friendship here at the Insiders, yeah, I find there are nuances to Kyle that make me laugh every day. One of which is how you answer the phone, and then when you've had enough, you hang up on somebody. I t- <laughs> yeah. We got a we got a Kings game to talk about. The Giants signed somebody. Uh, yeah, Draymond Green got ejected for the four hundred ninety sixth time this year. Slapping somebody, just smacked somebody in the face. We still got a, we've got plenty more King stuff to dig into. I we don't I need to hear here. your Starbucks order. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'll take a grande toffee nut iced coffee. Splash of almond milk, please. <laughs> While so, we're there, amazing. Anyways. Uh. All right. I, I the the thing for me is I don't I don't think that the Kings back to back issue is a big deal yet. But as you start what it signals to me, it's not a playing style, it's not a depth issue, it is not a player, it's not a personnel issue. To me it is a it is an issue of when you look long-term, like what could this mean in April? Mm. Cause that's where I'm at with, with the Kings is what does this all mean for April? I think they're a playoff team and I don't, I don't consider that a hot take or anything. I think that's just, if you watch basketball and you look at the West, the Kings are going to be a top six seed. So I'll tell what, you, Kyle, there's a lot of back to backs in March and April, a lot. And that's, and that's, and fun. if you're not ready now, if you're not ready by then, you're going to get hammered. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's, if that's the case, then all right, then we know kind of the limit of this team this year. But if the first time, this is the problem for me, is they're getting punched in the mouth in these games mm-hmm. and then rolling over. And that's, that was the problem. It wasn't even a back to back in Houston, but that's what happened twice in Houston. 
at least in in New Orleans, they got punched in the mouth the first night, and then the next night they lost. But it was a more competitive game. They just eh, they lost a basketball game. It's the fact that they got they lose last night, the first quarter by eight, and they collectively, it appears, looked at each other and went, "Whoop, don't have it tonight, guys." Yeah, that twenty five threes last night was awesome. Guess we're just not going to hit any tonight. Might as well just punt. Call it a night. We're done. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like being in this crypto.arena.staples arena. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the other problem, Kyle, is that anytime you play back-to-back, you don't practice the next day. So, like, the Kings aren't practicing today. They've, no, they've got they to They've got to think long and hard about what happened last night and then get ready to play tomorrow. Yeah, and is it... So, this is my, this is my issue, and again, December 13th, not making sweeping judgments nope. on the team, but we have to react to what we have in front of us. So, that's what we're going to do. And right now, with what this team has shown in back-to-backs for me is, dude, if they get into a playoff series and let's say they lose game one, are they done? Are they just, are they like, well, don't got it. Well, Kyle, there aren't back-to-backs in the playoffs. That's a good, that's a really good point. Maybe that's what's going to save them. Maybe that's what's <laughs> They'll be okay them. unless they play the Clippers or New Orleans or Houston <laughs> or the or the Warriors. They're going to win it. They're going to win a title unless they run into one of those teams. Yeah, what well, they're up to <laughs> they're up to 9 losses to four teams, Warriors, Rockets, Pelicans, Clippers. That's four mm-hmm. teams and they've mm-hmm. lost to the Pel- Pelicans three times, the Clippers twice, the Warriors twice, the Warriors and twice. the Rockets twice. The Ro- yeah. So they've lost 9 games to four teams. They beat Denver. They've they beat, beat Minnesota. Minnesota. In they Minnesota. beat Dallas. They beat OKC. <laughs> beat Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland's yeah. not bad. No. What a weird team. A weird team. You're right, yeah. man. Uh. 1320, what's your name? Drew. Drew, what's going on, buddy? Yo, uh, one more thing I want to say about Harrison. Sorry to keep dumping on Harrison. Okay. But I've got to say, how many times last year did we have a game where we needed a spark or we needed to stop the bleeding, and Harrison was that guy. He'd get a timely and one. He'd get a big rebound. It feels like that hasn't happened, and then we've just continued to spiral, spiral, spiral in these big games, these big losses. Yeah. Yeah, feels like that. Thanks, Drew. No, I'm with him. I am too. Yeah. I I have no disagreements. Yeah, you're just waiting for that moment. Even last night he had a layup, right? Mm -hmm. He, He had a, I think he had a cut, and someone hit him, and he had a layup. Harrison? Like, yeah. I know he drove and like hit a little nice little reverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what it was. And it was like, okay, where is it? Like, that's one. I need five more. This is, this right, and this is this is not like a bit for the radio. This is serious. I'm trying to be less on my phone when I'm at home after work and be mm-hmm. more present in my, in my home life. Okay. And so my phone was on a charger away from me when Harrison hit that layup. And I thought to myself, that's what they need from him right now. This yeah. is an attacking, aggressive Harrison Barnes can get the Kings back in this game. I didn't tweet it, but I thought it. And that was it. That's what they got from him. That was his production for the night. I'm going to have to try that. It's like he does It's like he does this stuff and goes, yep, still got it. All right. Yeah. He the, just wants to show himself that he can do it. Fly in with a hammer. You're like, oh. Like, okay, Harrison. And you hear that, caca. And it's like, oh, all right. No, I, I think I, we have established that caca, caca, and tuke, tuke won't work. Oh. That's a movie reference. Really? Mm-hmm. No big deal. All right. Forget what it's called. I don't Invasion? In, 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 inva- in, 
Kyle, you don't even know the movie you're referencing. I don't. Someone help me. And I'm. It's a one-word movie. It's Orlando Jones and Stifler. Forget what the name of the movie is. Anyways, doesn't matter. What were you gonna say? Well, now I forgot. Now you got evolution. 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 Yep. All right. My man, thanks, Brian. That (laughs) I love that stupid movie. Thank you, Brian. Um, Yeah, I I think I've already dropped seven movie references today, most of which you did not get. No, I mean that's how it's gonna go. Eight out of ten. I got nothing for you. Thirteen twenty. What's your name? Siri Al. What's going on, Siri Al? Look, I know HP was bad, and I know we need upgrades to wings and other positions, but everybody looks sluggish. Everybody looked bad, except for maybe Sasha and a, and a couple guys making plays here and there. I, I I see more of they're not in shape than anything, and compared to last year, that's that's crazy to me. It seems like... Mike might have took the pedal off a little bit during training camp and in yeah. the beginning of the year, and now it, it's showing. Do you think they eat too much cereal or not enough? There's never enough cereal, Kyle. My man. Thanks, Manny. <laughs> never enough cereal. I think that's I think that's interesting, though, because you did mention during camp, you said like they're training, they're not going as hard this camp. We didn't hear it. We didn't hear the complaints. And I the... kind of, I do, it makes you wonder if that, uh, like, First long season for these guys. They play seven extra like high level games. They're running a ton. You take the offseason, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna take some time. We'll be good. I'll get get in shape in camp. And then in camp, you don't run it the same way. Hmm. That's kind of an interesting theory. That's trouble. Thirteen twenty, what's your name? Yeah, this is Matt from Sack. What'd you want to say, Matt? Um, I just wanted to touch up. Do you guys think we're using Vizenkov enough? Um, not just because of last night or, you know, but just overall in the season. I mean, when Bogey came, I don't, I'm not sure his exact resume from Europe, but he had pretty good experience. You know, he was an older rookie, obviously different team, different, different, uh, uh, time of, for the franchise, but we kind of just threw Bogey right in there and, you know, sink or swim. And he made a big difference, won us a lot of games. Um, do you think we should maybe give Vizenkov a little bit more time, a little bit more of a chance to, make a difference especially what you consider you know kevin's kind of had a slow start to the season so far hmm. thanks matt yeah okay so first of all bogdanovich had won a euroleague mvp with uh oh man venerbachi so yeah his resume was stacked as well um and I-, I would say number one he was 24 and the team was young mm-hmm. and it was easy for him to like slip right into the rotation because they were so young and he stood out as instantly a player that knew how to play. Yes. Right. Now what we're doing here with, uh, with Vizinkov, a couple of things are way different. Number one, he plays a position that's really difficult. If you're not a super athlete, uh, like the power forward or even small forward position at the NBA level is so difficult being a guard. Um, like, yeah, you got to stay in front of somebody, but there's always somebody behind you. Mm hmm. He's on an island when he's on in a lot yeah. of these situations. So I think he's doing really well. And I think the Kings are doing right by him right now by trying to get him up to 18 to 20 minutes a game. Yeah. Hopefully that's where he's going to be by the end of the season, like consistently, mm-hmm. maybe even 22, maybe 24. But you got to remember, you've got Trey Lyles, you've got Keegan Murray, you've got like all the, all of these options at the, the three, four, five. And it's just, he's kind of lost in a numbers game. And some nights he's great. And other nights it's like, okay, I'm not quite sure what we got. But and, uh, he's going to take a little while to adapt. And there's not like an established, hey, these are the nine guys. 
like it is mix and match every night. And some nights there's more minutes and some nights there's fewer. And so I think that's kind of the other thing is Mike Brown figures this out. They're figuring exactly what role Sasha is going to play for them. And so I think you're, that's why you're going to see the minutes fluctuate. Yeah. And I also think Kyle, that there is something to playing for a winner. Like mm, he's yeah. playing for a winner. Like Bogdanovich got to walk onto the court knowing that his team is going to win 25 to 35 games. Mm-hmm. That's not who this team is. That's not who they plan to be. And you're going up against, again, four Hall of Famers last night, two of which are you're going straight up against in on the front line yeah. in, in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, it's a really, really tough matchup. All right, the phone lines are locked. If you try to call in right now, you will not get through because these lines aren't opening until 11 o'clock sharp. Sharp. All right, and we have radio clocks. These clocks are on the dot. Caller number 11, right? So, caller number 14. 14. For the number of turnovers the Kings had last night. So we're looking for caller number 14 to win a PS5, a copy of NBA 2K24, and an exclusive Insiders hoodie. Red, blue, black, whatever color. Mm. Your choice. Work that out with promotions, not us. The phone lines are going to open at 11. We're going to break. When we come back, the San Francisco Giants made a big free agent signing. We're going to tell you who it is. We're going to talk about what Buster Posey said about the city of San Francisco. Mm. And is San Francisco just not able to lure free agents anymore? PS5 giveaway right at 11. That's when we'll open up the phone lines. We're talking baseball next right here on ESPN 1320 Sacramento Sports Leader. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 